What's Trending. All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on What's Trending, the Royals announced today a couple new members for at least select games this year on their TV and radio broadcast. Mike Sweeney and Jeremy Guthrie will be on select uh, Royals radio and Bally's uh, Bally select uh, pregame, postgame, and games. Last year, there was a couple of games where Mike Sweeney was on the radio call with now Jake Eisenberg, who's part of the full-time crew. Uh, but why not, right? Why not? Fan favorites makes a lot of sense. I thought Mike Sweeney actually was really, really good last year when he was on a couple of the, the calls on the radio right here on 610 Sports Radio. So, yeah, why not? I'll be curious to see how many they end up doing. Um, but you'll still have your Ryan LaFever and Denny Matthews and, and Eisenberg and Rex Hudler. Obviously, uh, Physioc retired last yes. year, so a little bit more games to go around for everybody. Uh, but, yeah, he'll join the rest of the crew. Seems like a nice pair. I've never heard Guthrie on a game broadcast, I don't think. No, he was a regular guest on this station at times during his playing yeah. days. But Mike Sweeney has been very good in the time he's filled in. Next up on Watch Training, last night in local college hoops, Missouri was winners over LSU, 81-76. to K-State cruised past Oklahoma, 85-69. to And amongst the Big 12, Texas lost last oh, night, yeah. which means... KU is the outright Big 12 champion. Doesn't matter what happens when they take on Texas this Saturday. They've already secured an outright Big 12 win with Texas's loss to TCU, I believe, yep. last night in a close game again because it's the Big 12. But that means Kansas is locked in the number one seed. No other seeding has been figured out for the Big 12 yet. K-State can still get all the way to the two right. seed in the Big 12 tournament coming up, what, a week and a half? No, wait, a week? Next week. God, this next week, This yeah. weekend's the last... Uh, Next week, week here in today, Kansas City. A week from today is one of the best days of the entire conference tournament. Thursday, wall-to-wall basketball. It's one of my favorite day of the entire Big 12 tournament. So, should be great. Missouri last night, really impressive, though. They were... We can legally wager. Uh, we, we can't, well, yeah, not at the arena, but... But here, but at here, work. At work, we can. But not if you're going to the games. Missouri needs I to spent get, for the Thursday and Friday. We'll be Nick, at work Missouri here. needs to get their bleep together. Do you want me to spell that one out, too? Yeah, which one? With the, their their butts? Their, no, their, no, no, not that one. Their... Not their, their Fs? Not their ass. No, it'd be their other. Oh, their F's. Their, no, the other one. Anyway, hmm. uh, Missouri was down 19 last night, guys, and came back and beat LSU on the road. That was really impressive from uh, from the Tigers. Them and Alabama last night with huge come-from-behind victories. Next up on What's Trending, you guys remember yesterday we were talking about the the, the developing story, story with Jalen Carter, the top prospect in this year's NFL draft. Had to leave Indianapolis. He had a arrest warrant out for him down in Athens, Georgia, stemming from the terrible tragedy of the, the car crash in January involving teammate and recruiter. Uh, and it turns out they allege he was at least part of the drag racing aspect of that incident. He did fly to Georgia last night. He was booked. There's a mugshot that's out there. He very quickly was released, I'm assuming, on bail. And then now he's already back in Indianapolis today as defensive linemen and linebackers are going through their full-on combine day. So that is still something to fall, but he, for the time being, has at least uh, gone through the legal process to to not have to worry about having an arrest warrant out. Do you think it's the right decision to go do the interviews? Yes. Stand up? It feels like the best yeah. thing. Face it. Say that I'm innocent. Whatever no, you're going to say. Run from your problems. Hide. No. Deny. Honestly, that's a that's lie. a pretty common... That is a pretty common strategy and when tried it comes and, to crisis event management. Tried and true. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's taking the opposite approach, honestly, than what most people probably suggest you do, which is ignore it, pretend, and hope it goes away. I feel like when you're yeah. this big of a prospect, you have to address it head on. I actually think Jalen Carter is making the right choice. Lastly, on what trending, the Jacksonville Jaguars, according to reports, will franchise tag Evan Ingram. Franchise tag for tight ends right now, uh, $11.34 million. Considering the what they got out of him last year, seems like a perfectly fine number. Tight ends are still paid low enough. The franchise tagging him for a year to keep him in Jacksonville for another year 
at 28 years old, set career high in catches and receiving yardage to go along with a handful of touchdowns. Feels like probably the right choice to keep their offense going and keep Trevor yeah. Lawrence going in the right direction. And if you're him, you know, I mean, it looks like with Doug Peterson in charge, that's an offense that's going to continue to improve. And, and Trevor Lawrence will as well. And you almost had 800 yards. And they're never going to double franchise tag you. Yeah, yeah so. you, you almost 800 yards. Like there's a chance maybe Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram can push closer to a uh, thousand yard tight end this year. That is what's trending here on Cody and Gold. Keep an eye on uh, things that continue to go on the combine. If anything notable comes out of that, we certainly will let you know, certainly on the, the Jalen Carter route as well. Um, but Brett Veach at the combine a couple days ago uh, was talking about how they would like to bring Frank Clark back. Andy Reid spoke how, you know, he loves he loves Frank. We've saw the, the mic'd up stuff, of course, going back to the Super Bowl as well. And the fan sentiment has also shifted from this time a year. This time a year ago, everybody thought he was gone. Fans wanted him gone. Fast forward now, I think everybody like assumes they're just going to work something out. That they're just going to work it out. They're and weirdly, get... we all kind of wouldn't mind it. Yes, yes. He he's obviously not playing on the dollar amount that he is currently slated to make. Thirty million dollars. Uh, I don't think he's playing on that. That's not happening, Cody. Um, no, uh, twenty-eight million. No, dead cap seven point six. Last year, we know they never actually released him. They just reworked the deal to set it up to where we even said last year, oh, that means he won't be back next year. And then here we are, we're trying to do the same thing again. Well, because here's the thing. The math just makes sense. You get $21 million if you cut him. I understand that. That's a huge amount of money. But if it only costs you $5 million more to keep him, you get a player gold. And $16 million in cap space. You cannot tell me that that's not the best solution for the Chiefs. Whether Frank Clark wants to go out and test free agency and see if there's one final multi-year deal left on the table for him somewhere, he's on average a five-sack player over the last three years. That's what he's been. Now, in two of those three years, he's been a very good, uh, he's been a very good playoff player, and we understand the things he's done in the playoffs with his team, including the Chiefs just last season. He's a part-time player. You're only going to play him 50% of the snaps. He's a rotational defensive lineman. But he only cost $5 million to the Chiefs, $6 million to the Chiefs. You can't tell me that not being able to free up all that cap space, paying that little bit doesn't make the him. The question is, will he do it twice in a row? That's it. I, because there's no reason to extend him. That's crazy. If you're going to extend him to yeah. try to get this money down, that doesn't really make sense. You're not really going to offer him any bit more money. You don't really, really want to be tied up to him more than just a year until you see how it goes. He's got to be a year-to-year -year player at this point. But from Frank Clark's perspective, if he really likes being here in Kansas City, to me, it makes sense to him, too. I think in sports in general, we probably at times overblow the whole hometown discount or relationships and how loyal people are to teams when it comes to negotiating contracts. I really think, and maybe I'll be proven completely wrong here over the next week or two, but I, I really think that in this instance with Frank Clark, because of what has gone on in his own personal life in the last calendar year or so, it's been well-documented. His relationship with Andy Reid, it doesn't just seem like, oh, yeah, they like each other. And that's like, it seems like they are very, very close. And they had, as we know, that, you know, a, a true come to Jesus type of talk at the end of last season that they were outspoken about during training camp. I think that if there's an agent slash coach and GM and player conversation and group that could actually come to terms on something that seems to be a little bit more. Uh, friendly to what you could get on the open market that actually happens and not just like this fan theory that's far-fetched. We always hope a player chooses to stay because they love the city and all that. I actually think that truly could play a role in this particular conversation because it is unique to me. But what if Frank Clark is looking at it from the perspective of, I just did that. 
Like I I'm, just took I'm just the discount I don't think last he's gonna year. Get, I don't think yeah. he has to take much of a discount to stay here, though. That's what's crazy. Right, no. What's he going to get but, on the open market? But knowing that he'll be 30 by the time next season starts, this is probably the last, if he even gets a multi-year deal, it's the last multi-year deal of his I career. I don't even think he's going to get it. But yes, but I agree with I you. I mean, if I'm, if I'm Frank Clark, I'm looking at the light at the end of the tunnel saying, right. I need to maximize yeah. every single dollar that I can possibly but, get the rest of my career. I already took a pay cut to stay here last year. Why am I going to take a discount again when I don't know I, how many more of these deals I've got left in me? I actually think you're right in a, in a standard sense. Like Gold was pointing out, I think in most circumstances, you're 100% right. But Frank Clark's gotten his huge, he's gotten his huge check. And he even, like, someone asked him after the game, like after the Super Bowl, he'd be like, you know, he was asked about, like, you know, what do you think your NFL career looked like? Like, four years. He's four years. Like, <laughs> I'm not planning on that. That was pretty much his response. I think Frank Clark knows he's got, like, two, three years left in the league. Like, he could play longer than that. People would keep signing you past that. But I don't get any indication that he would like to be here six years from now, still signing on for one year to go play in, doesn't matter, Jacksonville, right, to try to help them push over the hump with some I mean, four-sack season. I think he's, like, two, three years down the road, maybe. Or maybe he just tells himself, I'll take this $15 million this year, the $100 million I've made in Kansas City during that time, and I'll dip. It's fine. Like, I think he's made his money, and I don't think that – and, again, I don't feel like he's getting way more money out of town. If you're asking him to take a discount, it's like asking him to, like, I don't know, save a million dollars. I don't think it's going to be some huge difference. Like, one for 14 here or, you know, like, the one for six million, so you get the extra million dollars to go to a different team. I also think, I mean, he might end up being the, you know, we've talked about bringing in the Melvin Ingrams and the, the, the Carlos Dunlaps in the past. He might be that guy now going forward oh and the rest of the nfl yeah yeah i think so you know, too i mean that that would be the you know but again that melvin ingram wasn't making 14 million no he's making you know, like carlos six, dunlap, i don't remember what the chief signed carlos dunlap for this i'm sure as heck wasn't 14 mil um but i'm close know, to it you know those are the type of deals that i wonder if that's actually still where he's at and if, if that's what that that's where he's at then to your point cody carlos dunlap I, got three million dollars yeah, if and if frank is heading in that direction as how teams view him and i don't know if they are and he's, he's several years older though Dunlap is yes, yeah. yeah. And if that if that's is he there yet is the question. And I I don't know if Frank Clark is there yet. That'll be something that uh, they're gonna have to to figure out. I don't think that has to be decided before they can go and tag Orlando Brown Jr. next week though. No, the they Dunlap gotta, deal could be worth up to eight million. So it's the exact same thing we're just talking with Frank Clark. Give him twelve million dollars guaranteed. Hey man, it'll turn into sixteen million if we win the Super Bowl. Because no one cares. And the Chiefs that's kicking the can down the road a little bit with a contract number anyway. I, and. Yeah, I just think with the Chiefs, it's one of those rare times where I, I buy into the relationship factor of this. I also think uh, Frank Clark recognizes historical significance in, in 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 the game and where his standing is. He's got he's two, getting close to being the all-time sack leader in the postseason. Two rings with the Chiefs. What's to say he doesn't pick up a third if he sticks around another year or two? And yeah, that right there, the postseason sack number that we've we've talked about, it's one of the most ridiculous. Uh, he's going to go down as the the best, one of the most prolific sack guys in NFL postseason history. Yeah. That that's not going to be something you could argue. He's going to finish number one if he plays another two or three years. And Here's, certainly if it's with the Chiefs. The the hard part about this, because Brett Feach said this at the podium, right? He had said, oh, yeah, of course we're interested in bringing Frank Clark back. But this is the most of all the weeks in the NFL. This is the most everybody's lying week of them oh, all. Of course. So it's like, how serious is he? If he's calling Orlando Brown Jr. a superstar, does he mean it? If he's saying we'd love to bring back Frank Clark, does he mean it? We have to decide which of these things 
Brett Veach is telling the truth about and which of these things Brett Veach is lying about. Look, he's lying about the superstar thing for Orlando Brown Jr. Because if he actually thought that, he would have paid him more money last year rather than the paper. He said star, didn't he? Did he say? Nobody remembers. Star star or superstar? Nick, you were the one hung up on that language. Exactly. Star. Doesn't really matter. Either way. Go ahead. Sorry. That feels like a. Splitting hairs, probably. I don't know if it matters. I guess what I'm trying to tell you, like, yeah. In general, like, I don't but know. I'm just saying, like, I, you're right. There's lies that happen, but also I think there's truths within those. Does that make sense? So if Brett Veach says we would love Frank Clark to be back, I'm sure he would, but that doesn't mean he'd love him for back two for, million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like you know that that's so he's not lying, but yeah, we'd love Orlando Brown Jr. on a long term deal, Cody. Yeah, for the price that we want him on a long term deal, we'd love that. Not we wouldn't love the price that he's wanting it for. No. And that's, I mean, that's where they're going to get stuck. But, I mean, of all the guys right now that you're talking about can come back on a cheap deal, like that that's the one that makes the most sense. Because you're going to draft another defensive end. So you can walk on a guy like Dunlap. You can say, I'm going to get my four or five sacks from a first-round defensive end. Maybe not, or three, four sacks. Remember, we've talked about this. Yes. Rookie defensive end numbers. Karloftis actually exceeded what the average number of sacks you get from a rookie defensive end is, and he got six. So if you were able to get that again, then we're having a completely different conversation about how you should feel about it. I, Nick, I understand the notion of, like, why would Frank Clark do this thing? And here's the thing. If you maybe go through every single free agent, who are the guys who are going to take the hometown discount for the Chiefs? Orlando Brown Jr.? Nope. McCall Hardman? Nope. Juan Thornhill? Nope. Some of these guys, and in most of these cases, they've never gotten a check. That's an even harder yeah. time to have this argument. Frank Clark got a hundred. Now I understand that the hundred part of this hundred million dollars is the thirty million dollars we're talking about getting rid of right now. Okay, so he got eighty million dollars from his time here in Kansas City. I think he's not like feeling the heat. You know, I feel like, and I he just I don't know. Like we've had this conversation because you said like you don't feel the same way I do about Orlando Brown. Like I'm worried Orlando Brown Jr. is kind of player who's going to get paid and then kind of not put it all in anymore, right? And give you like 85, 90% most of the time, which is going to make him slip down the rankings. Frank Clark to me does not strike me as the kind of player who's looking to play until he's like 36. I feel like Frank Clark's got two, three more years, one more year in Kansas City, a couple more one-year deals somewhere else for some playoff teams, and then he's going to retire. And that's fine. But like, why not do one more run with Kansas City? Try to be a three-time Super Bowl champion. Try to be, he's going to make a ton of money. Ride out an entire contract. By the way, how much better would it make that trade look if you got one more year of Frank Clark, you got two Super Bowl titles, or even, it doesn't matter, three. But even that, five straight AFC title games and two Super Bowl titles, and he played out the entire contract? That's a that's one of the best trades in Chiefs history all of a sudden. He's going to be your all-time playoff sack leader. You guys are going to win a couple of titles and all of these AFC West and go to the AFC title game every year. That would have to go down as one of the best trades in Chiefs history. There'd be no argument on the other side. I'm starting to think of that. Maybe there's not an argument now, but yeah, certainly if he plays out the entire I, I, contract, that does never even happens in the NFL. It's just amazing how, yeah, I think over the last year, people realize more and more like what, what his real value is. And now that we're in a, an era where it is truly just about Super Bowls with this organization that I think people have been more accepting, even though he, he actually was better in the regular season this year than a year ago, people are more accepting. Like it's okay to bring that guy back. If he is just going to be a playoff guy, if he's going to play at that level, then your people are fine with it. I think that's also what's changed. No, I think everybody's moved on from the, th- the thought yeah. that he could ever be a nine or 10 sack guy again in the regular season. Now, three to five sacks, but he's going to turn it on in the postseason. And here's the thing, Nick. There are only eight to 10 teams, I think, every year that can justify carrying a $6 million Frank Clark for what Gold just described. 
hey, man, uh, we're going to want like five sacks in the regular season and then just crank it up once the playoffs hit. we got three or four games there. We're going to need you there. Not real worried about the regular season. And they're like, look, there are eight to ten who will talk themselves into that's coming for them this year. But the other ones, the ends don't justify the means. There's a pretty good chance you're not going to get your value out of Frank Clark because you're not going to see enough postseason time to justify it. It's only contenders. That's where the Ingrams, that's where the Dunlaps, that's where the Frank Clarks end up. They always end up on contenders for one year, $4 million deals that can turn into 10 if you win the Super Bowl and you get 10 sacks for us. Like, that's it. Those are the kind of contracts. Your competition isn't 32 teams. It's eight. And if it's eight and he's already with you, it feels like it's way easier. The other name that's out there unrelated to the Chiefs directly, it's nice that we're talking about, you know, essentially rotational defensive ends and what's going to happen for their future. We're not talking about the future of the quarterback position, which is a conversation that's happening in so many cities, and certainly Green Bay, Wisconsin, is one of them. Aaron Rodgers had this whole darkness retreat. Did he figure out anything? The only thing he's figured out is uh, McAfee mentioned he's a little concerned that maybe he's not going to go on their show anymore. Other than that, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has figured why, why out Why isn't he going on that show anymore? McAfee mentioned that he's kind of ghosted him. He's like, I don't know if after darkness, part of his plan is no longer the McAfee show. So they're, th- they're, they're worried that maybe uh, they go, it was a hell of a run. So it was a hell of a run, but they're not getting answers back from Rodgers anymore. So, uh, wow. But four days he, in the dark, couldn't figure out his quarterback said, future, but did decide he doesn't like Pat McAfee anymore. He said, apparently. you know what? I don't need to do that radio show anymore. We'll see. My guess is he'll come Instead, back. Instead, he one did more. a podcast with some dude I've know. never heard of. I mean, McAfee. But that was the guy he went on with last year talking about ayahuasca. Yeah. Correct. We'll see. My guess is he'll still be back on McAfee at some point. But yeah, they're, they, that's what they at least said on their show yesterday. I bring it up just because you go to darkness. Four days and all that. And here it is, March 2nd. He still has no idea what the hell he wants to do. I'd be so sick of this if I were the Packers. This was his answer, by the way, on that podcast with the gentleman we were just talking about. A decision's coming soon, he says. I feel really good about um, about the conversations that um, that are going to be had, that have been had with uh, important people in my life, yourself included, that um, help to orient me, but I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is. Uh, all the answers are right inside me, and I, I oh touched I uh, many of them, and definitely the feelings uh, on both sides during the darkness. And I'm thankful for that time. But by the way, all of that could have been describing like him having sex with somebody. That whole thing. That whole thing. Could are you be 12 repurposed. years old? Are you 12 years old? Yes. Have you even been a part of this show? Dude, he spent four days in the darkness. He still can't come to a decision? If I were the Packers and if I had an out, I'd take it. Unfortunately for them, they don't. The contract is structured in a way that they don't. He would drive me crazy, though, honestly. Which part? Aaron Rodgers. Being around him would drive me crazy. Is it the slow speaking? Yes. Yes. This this is what would get you? Um, Could you you imagine? It's a very... uh, if we were having there's a, a finality to the decision, could you imagine? There's a big finality. If we were doing our radio show, and I know we all we get energetic and we all talk very quick. We we know that that's been something that's been acknowledged. Uh, but uh, <laughs> has it been acknowledged? I think we all are well aware of it. Um, Who talks the fastest? I talk pretty damn fast. Cody does too. I don't know who's faster. It's one is Cody or I. But anyway, my point. Someone's being, you, described this show to me as uh, cocaine bears, but on radio. I've I've always heard. I was heard like if uh, Adderall. Were packaged in a radio form. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend tell me that. Was it a compliment? Uh, I don't think it? so. No. I don't think so. But I didn't feel like But one. also, what would you guys rather have? Would you rather have what we are as a show or Frank Clark might be back next Well, that's season. just called NPR. But exactly. That's my point, though. You know, that would put everybody to sleep. 
So. Well, I don't know. NPR's doing okay. No, but a sports version of <laughs> sports version, sports version of NPR. <laughs> <laughs> they have sports on NPR. <laughs> it already exists. Uh, some people would prefer that versus our cocaine riddled Adderall. There, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Show. There are days where I would prefer that. Really? Would yes. Just really slow. Yeah, I don't Coming need. I don't next. need high energy. We get to the, the random question um, of the day in 25 minutes here on Cody and Gold. Here's a problem. This doesn't I, work. I can't do it. <laughs> you can't. Late. Yeah, you can't. There are times when Gold seems like he is lacking in energy, and there are not those times with you, Cody. You've never felt like I'm short you on think energy? I lack energy? Like, there are days. What? I'm just saying there are days when, like, we get I to the office. I scream in the microphone every time. No, but there are times. No, he's right. There are times when you're, like, Dragging your body around. Oh, not okay. And it okay. seems like you're a little, now, little more tired. Dragging your yeah. body around. I literally could hear Cody walking down the hall earlier today. Because you can hear the foot yeah, but, scraping against the target. But that's not the same. carpet. Walking in the building at 8.30 in the morning and, and being that way is not the same as when the mics are cracked at 10.05. No, but I still think there's a couple of times when you might be more, like, not yelling, but you seem like you're like, yeah, fine to just do a calmer Oh, show yeah. today. I can't, you and I can't get in arguments on the air every single day. Yeah, I don't. I think I just, you know? I run it like 10 all the time. I think you can talk slower and still sound like you have high energy. Yes, but I don't do that. No, you don't. That is not your thing. Someone says, why does it matter what Aaron Rodgers does off the field? I don't care that he does ayahuasca. I don't care about the darkness. The point is, just Make his, a per- damn decision. his personality would drive me crazy is all I'm saying. I don't care what he does. He can do ayahuasca every damn day before the game if he can play, but he still would drive me crazy being around. That's all I'm saying. He should try one game on ayahuasca. See what see how it comes. Is that even like, can he do that Wasn't physically? It, who, was the, who was the major league baseball pitcher who was famous for pitching a perfect game on LSD? Uh, I have no idea. I, am not, I don't recall that one. It was Doc... Uh... What was his name? Oh, I'm never going to think of it now. Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis threw a perfect game while on LSD. It so, was not a part of the plan. He didn't know he was starting that day. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, you he know. He took LSD and they were like, yo. Whoops. Feels like we could, you know, Aaron Rodgers could try one game on ayahuasca. See if it's just like the best game he's ever played. Just seeing everything so clear, you know. I mean, he's been pretty damn good. I don't know if he, you know. We've we've kind of seen the high, I think, the peak of Aaron Rodgers. It's funny now that we can look down, as, as good as Aaron Rodgers' career has been, and he's going to go down as one of the better quarterbacks, most talented quarterbacks to ever play. But he only has the one ring, so now we can, like, look down on him because Mahomes has two. Be like, oh, you only got that one? Mm. It's too bad. It's too bad for that. Well, I just don't know Drew how you Brees spend. and Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah. How, if, you, if either of you spent, you were trying to decide on your career, you were trying to decide if you were going to stay at 6'10", go on, go to a different job, move, whatever. If either of you were doing that and you spent four days in the dark by yourself, both of you would have had a decision by the time you got out of the darkness. Yeah, I, I That's would. way too long. Maybe. And Rogers, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know how long it would take me to make a hypothetical decision. I don't like the judgmental tone with which you are guys speaking. Hmm. Towards Aaron? Yeah. Who cares? Let him do his thing. No, he's taking too long. Why do you care? <laughs> it doesn't impact the Chiefs or you in any way. I don't like Chiefs it. aren't in the quarterback market. They're not waiting for a quarterback to sign somewhere before they can move on with their business. But then he complains. He's like, I don't like how, I can't believe you guys are making a big deal about this. I mean, you're taking forever. <laughs> of course, everyone's making a big deal about it. Had like nine years to figure this out. And you're like, I don't know. Sat in the darkness for four days. I'm going to still talk to my close friends. Figure out what's next for me.
when will he make his decision? When will we hear if Aaron Rodgers is coming back or is retiring or demands a trade? Uh, in the next eight days. He's got what? Two months before they got to figure out the draft stuff. I don't and think they actually want to start Jordan Love March fifteenth too. Yeah, somewhere before there, I guess, and he's owed a bunch of money. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy who's gonna want that money. I don't feel like he's retiring. I think he's just going to end up right back with the Packers. And in fairness, I guess you know you'd go in the, if if you didn't have a relationship with your family, and you don't talk to them anymore. You probably would do more of the darkness retreats and self reflect. That is low blow. No, you guys are being rude. No, that's true. You guys I mean, that's are like, being rude. I think that plays into this for him. He doesn't. He doesn't. We all. It's well documented. He doesn't talk to his family. It's like not a. That's a well documented thing. It felt like a felt like a low blow. No, I'm just saying like you'd probably be more likely to do what he's doing. If you didn't have the ability to have your those conversations didn't love you. with your... And you didn't uh, love your family. No, he he doesn't like talking to his family. Who do you talk to when you need to make a big, important life decision? Who's the first person I, you I call? call Nick. You and Nick? And I send him straight to voicemail. <laughs> Nick, who do you talk to? Lindsay, no, I, presumably? Why are you I asking know this now. question? I want to know. This is wow. stupid conversation. It is so no, stupid. Not people like to know who we are as people. Who do I talk to? I, dude, my friends and family. <laughs> There, next question, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> yeah, like who the hell do you think he talks to? Or any of us talk? Of course, friends and family. That's always the answer. Friends and Sometimes family. you don't want to have those types of conversations friends with and family. certain family members or certain friends. Not a stranger. Not I was asking for the very specific person in your life that you go to first when you're trying to make a difficult decision. That was the question I was trying to ask. Yeah. People like to know who we are. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to change their whole di- whole view. Makes us endearing. Uh-huh. Maybe they like that to know we that. talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> Who you oh, speak to? Yeah, you 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 have such a weird picture in your head of what our listeners like. That they're driving around saying. I wonder, <laughs> who does Cody talk to in times of it. crisis? They just like to know those things about you. They like to get to know us. <laughs> now I know when Cody's making uh. life's choices, who he talks to. And Seb, you didn't have answer the question. Yeah, notice how we didn't we didn't you turn didn't the question. Know. Yeah, because we didn't. We don't care. <laughs> you don't know, so we don't care. I can just answer for myself. Mm-hmm. You guys don't want to know, then we won't answer it. It's fine. They'll just like you two better than me, which is I don't know. <laughs> Let's take a text poll ranking. Uh, rank them one oh, through man. three. The members of the show nine one three five eight six seven six two in likability, please. Coming up next, <laughs> we will get to how we should look at the Royals differently than we did in the past and how we view the young players. We'll explain that. Plus, Cody, I think, might have a random question today that doesn't involve our families. Back here on Cody and Gold. A reminder, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour today, it is a snitch line Thursday, 913-586-7610. We'll also get back into some of the drama between Juju Smith-Schuster and A.J. Brown. Heating back up. That's what happens when a TikTok was sent out. And then you got Darius Slay and A.J. Brown commenting on Juju Smith-Schuster. So uh, they, uh, they, they they keep taking the bait, I think, is the best way to describe it from Juju Smith-Schuster. That's coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. But uh, we had Scott Barlow join us a little bit earlier on. And he once was one of those young Royals. But now he's 30 years old. And he doesn't factor into the 26 and under rankings and how Major League Baseball kind of views that. If you were to just look up... The farm system and all that, you'd say, oh, man, the Royals farm system. It's, uh, well, it's because it's been depleted because you know what? They've They're had the so majors. many guys called up in the last couple of years. So MLB and Fox Sports, they actually did a 26 and under, uh, which called to the best young players, and the Royals were in the middle of the pack. This is factoring in big league players, not minor league stuff here. The Royals are 17th. 
right in the middle of the pack. And I think it makes sense right now because we all have high expectations for Bobby Wood Jr., but he has to go out and, and prove that he can be the guy. None that, of it's proven. Yeah, he has to go out and prove he can be the guy that everybody thinks he's capable of being. This goes back to when we talk about contracts and will the Royals be willing to give you know a $250 million contract. Right now, there's nobody on the roster, Cody, that deserves that yet. If Bobby Wood Jr. goes out and, and plays like Yeah, no one's earned it. Then, then he then we're having a different conversation. Like, I don't have a problem that they haven't signed him yet to a long term deal. He's got to be better defensively. He's got to be better as a whole this year for me to be okay and in, in, in banging on the door for them to to go ahead and, and actually have that conversation. I understand that that's part of it, but this is a much better way to look at the Royals from where they currently sit. Because if you do look at their minor league projection, baseball America has them like twenty fifth, twenty fourth, which is weirdly up from where they were because they've started to replenish some of those guys in the minor league system. And they've done a nice job according to them in the draft over the last couple of years, targeting some guys they think can possibly be good. We'll see. I don't know what the hell's happened to Frank Mazzucato or whatever, but I don't have to follow the minors at that level anymore. But when you go through them, you understand this, but this is a re this should make you feel better about them. I understand you'd be like, oh, 17th. That's all you are. Considering the fact that they don't have a single multi-year proven young player. I don't think you can ask them to be much better because that means there is tremendous upside with the Royals over the next few years. I'm not going to come here and tell you, like I know someone called in the C-Dot show yesterday and try to say that, uh, try to make a bet with Carrington saying that uh, he bet that the Royals would have a winning record this year. I am uh, not. Uh, by the way, the win, do you know what the over-under is? 64? 69 and a half. Oh, that's better than I would have thought, actually. Yeah. Okay, well, so fair enough. But still, it would take them to be 10 <laughs> games better than that just to get there. But it's just, whether it's whether it's this year or it is into the future, they don't have any proven players. 17th is perfect. Like, I know that you'd be like, well, I'd rather than be first. Sure. <laughs> but that would mean that we knew everything we needed to know about Bolin and Bubich and Singer should be included in this conversation because we don't have the full answer on there or Koar, who's really struggled, or Lynch. Like, the reason why they're 17th is they have a tremendous amount of talent under the age of 26. It's just all unproven. Most of these guys haven't even been in the big leagues for a full calendar year. When you're talking about Bobby Jr., who just barely been in the big leagues a full calendar year. Vinny, who got called up in the middle of the year. Whatever happens with Massey or Eaton sure. or Waters or Isbell, doesn't matter. All those guys who are under the age limit that are qualifying for this, all that means is you need two or three of them to come through the way to be better baseball players than they were last year, and you're what? Top 10? One of the 10 best teams under the age of 26? Okay. Supplement with a little bit of free agent draft money, draft good over the next couple of years, and you should be back where you need to be. To me, it's right there. This is, this is, this is the level I would expect them to be at considering where they were just a few years ago. It is still, like for this year and for these young players, it is still whether or not, at the end of the year, you feel confident that they already have the three pieces or four pieces that you can then go and actually spend money around. Right now, we we all hope it's Melendez and Pasquatino and Bobby Wood Jr., and you can throw out any other names you want. And certainly on the pitching side, it looks like Brady Singer is that guy. Uh, and this is why, you know, there's talk that maybe he gets an extension this season or before the season starts. Maybe that's something I can Again, I would happen. just take those risks. Um, I know they're unproven, but you should take, you have to take some yeah. risks with young players you don't have full answers on. But that's where it's like next off season. If we could definitively say at the end of this year that, oh yeah, uh, Vinny Pasquantino can consistently hit and consistently play first base for this team. Okay. All right. All right. Bobby Wood Jr. L rough year last year defensively, but that got figured out. He's that guy. We know he's that guy. Oh, MJ Melendez, he's even more comfortable playing left field after never playing outfield. Now he's okay. 
All right, so there's three, four guys right there. Now we can go and spend some more money in free agency next year because now I think we're only a player or two away from being truly competitive in, in, in the AL Central. That's the best case scenario at the end of the season. The other side is some of these guys don't get there, Cody, and then then it's like, then where are you at? Then you're back. Then almost. Then, then you're in a. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, it's Boomer. You know, you were talking like draft with Jalen Hyatt earlier. Yeah, the current Royals roster is incredibly Boomer bust. You want to talk about how how south this could go? How quickly? A uh, bunch of these guys don't turn out. Um, coupled with their current minor league system, they're screwed. Like there's there's no real solution. As a matter of fact, you can't even buy your way out of your problems. You need some viable big leaguers especially from the pitching department to come through. Cause there's like, you know, right now I know Brady Singer didn't start as a, wasn't a starter last year, but I feel pretty, I feel good that Singer's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be your opening day starter. Then he's yeah. a good hitter. I don't like, I don't know what about his, his action across the entire major leagues, minor leagues doesn't add up, doesn't track. He's going to be a good major league hitter chance for a great one, but he's going to be a good major league hitter. There's no reason to not think that based on the project, but it's all the other guys I don't know about. Like, it's, can Bobby Wood Jr. really take a huge leap forward? Michael Garcia, if you want to include him in this list, can he take a big leap forward? And then it's every damn pitcher. Can Keller come back? And he's not including this 26. But it's just like the boomer bust on this roster feels, it's scary. Because you want to be hopeful and say, what happens if you go the other way? What happens? And, and a lot of these guys take their step forward and finally leap. And the pitching development takes them to places they haven't been yet. And then you get fearful of, what if 70% of these guys aren't what they're supposed to be? And then there is no solution. There is no light at the end of the tunnel because all the guys who are currently in the big leagues, the way that they're ranking this and is correctly. So this was supposed to be the fix. Everybody who's playing right now is supposed to be. We're going to have a pretty damn good answer at the end of the season. Right. If these are, you know, if, if, if these are, there's, if there's three or four of these guys that are actually what you're going to be able to build around. I think that's also why they took a pretty cautious approach free agent and free agency. Cause they wanted to know. I think so. Before you go and spend money, you know, a couple of years ago, they thought maybe they still had the group and they spent money on Mike Miner and some other guys. I don't think they, they they weren't interested in doing those kind of deals this offseason because they want to know, like, do we actually have the group in place to go and then in a year from now go spend money? The only guy they brought back was future Hall of, future Hall Zach of Grinke, Famer yeah. Zach Grinke, who you're hoping goes in with a Royals cap Absolutely. on his head. Absolutely. That might be the, like, think about this. Are Salvador Perez and Zach Greinke, think about the next time a guy will go into the Hall of Fame with a Royals hat on. Yeah, you and I have had that conversation off air before, and uh, it's actually it's a fair point. Well, because players don't stay with teams long enough, and Major League Baseball decides who wears what hat going into yeah, the Hall of Fame. To me, let the damn that's the choose. dumbest the player choose. It's the like, dumbest thing of all time. They should clearly change that. The, player choose. Why, the problem why? is it was like a player who had died and then there was like a battle between what his family wanted and what they want hey guess what if it's between what the family wants him to wear and you an organization family, family <laughs> yeah it's like the the same conversation we're just having about who do you speak to in times of crisis it's like family that's the answer let them choose which hat not major league baseball random question for you gold for you nick over in the j southland tow service text line nine one three five eight six seven six ten. i I guess part of this was I was surprised because I didn't realize either Joe Montana's hard up for cash or just wants to sell all of his stuff for money. Okay. But if you miss this, Joe Montana has a bunch of his stuff up for auction right now. Like he just sold the jersey he was wearing when he completed the drive. That's awesome. That's a pretty big piece of memorabilia, right? It went for $1.2 million. <laughs> that is a new record for any jersey ever sold by more than double. 
the one the previous record of that was a Bucks just a Bucks jersey for Tom Brady, not a Super Bowl one. That went for four hundred and eighty thousand. Among some of the other things he sold in this were his final touchdown pass in San Francisco, the final Chiefs jersey he wore in his final ever NFL game ever. It went for ninety two thousand dollars. His Pro Football Hall of Fame jacket. So I don't know. Maybe Wait, ju- he sold his Hall of Fame jacket. Yeah, Joe Montana's hard up for money. I didn't realize Did he have this. A bad investment or something. I don't know. What, that makes no, he was. He, he has on, to be right. There's no Radio other explanation Row, for why he's selling all this stuff. On Radio Row, he was wearing I think like a Guinness shirt or something. He was hawking. Yeah, I think. 94-lot auction of Joe Montana memorabilia that included stuff from high school, college, the pros, and included some of the biggest moments of his NFL career, including, like, the catch. Like, that jersey, hmm. that one, I can't even – and the final jersey ever that he wore in the Kansas City, that'd be a cool thing for your – if you're a super rich dude from Kansas City. Have that in your, your – your, uh, Got 100K area. lying around. But that's the question I have for you. Seeing all this stuff just made me wanted to ask the question, what is – if you could own any piece oh. of sports memorabilia ever – what is the thing you want to own? Is it a big home run? Is it a final drive? Is it a Mahomes thing now? What is the piece of sports memorabilia you want wow. your hands on? I think on? we're all thinking the same thing here. Oh, my God. This is going to be such a weird answer. Dontari Poe's jockstrap from Hungry Pig Rice. <laughs> right? Uh, not quite. Can you imagine that was, thing not, framed? Not quite where I was going, Nick. On your um, mantle? That's a tough question, Cody. Um I think as time goes on, it's going to be all Mahomes Like Honestly, if you like the weird things, you know what the hardest piece of sports memorabilia I ever tried to own was? Why don't you try that word again? Sports memorabilia. The hardest I ever worked. Hence why maybe you should stop talking so fast, Cody. One of the... (laughs) I don't care. People misspeak. You did yesterday, and then we'll give you a hard time, and then you said, do it again. Screw up the next time. Fine, Nick. Screw up. One time. I'll make sure to point it out. One I, time. That's why I talk slower, to make sure I enunciate. Oh, that's a good claim. So people know what I'm saying. Okay, I will slow down. I think the hardest I ever worked for a piece of sports memorabilia uh-huh. in my life was when I was covering the Royals. There was a game where Trevor Bauer, who is not uh, mired in the controversy he is now, got mad in the middle of a game and oh, threw man. a ball over the center field wall. They had it in their possession. They say they don't typically sell pieces of memorabilia that embarrass the other team. That's kind of like a, you know, a general like rule of thumb amongst, you know, authentic stores and stadiums. I tried actively for a month to get my hands on it. Cause I was like, I was at that game and it's weird. And I want that weird baseball. So that might still be my answer. Cause I tried so hard to get it. That probably not anymore. A lot of Chris Jones combine shorts on the, uh, on the text <laughs> Chris line. Jones combine shorts. A little too small. A little what too a, small what shorts. a weird piece of, what a perfectly weird piece of memorabilia that would be. Though. <laughs> yeah. Do we know if anybody's genitalia has escaped their shorts? This not yet. In this year's combine. Not yet. Not that we've seen. Not, not. Has so a lot happened. of ball left to be played. There is. Yep. There is definitely a lot of that. So uh, no, Nick, nobody's had a wardrobe malfunction. It worked out all right for Chris Jones. I, I kind of thought one of you did was, impact his future. You think career. that propelled him? To this, motivated to the career he's had. Yeah, yeah. I figured one of you was going to answer. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good answer. The for rules you, of basketball. <sighs> no, it was such a big deal to Kansas fans at the time. They right, made such a huge already, deal. Like I, I tried to also. Yeah, I just. I, you know, I like memorabilia stuff. I, I probably out of the yeah. three of us, I probably have a little bit more of it just because of something. I have I've, almost I've, none. Like, but I'm trying to think if there's the what what I'm like, man, I gotta have. Like honestly, what I'd be happy with right now. I just want to sign framed because it's expensive once you frame like a sign frame patch from Mahomes jersey and I'll be happy. I have a Mahomes helmet that's signed. Give me the frame. You don't have an jersey. answer no, for no, the one you mouth, want the most. I want a mouth. I want the mouthpiece from Mahomes touchdown run versus Tennessee from 2019. Not the jersey. No, the mouthpiece. Why the mouthpiece? It's more rare. 
It's not more rare. It's more, equally rare. No, more people have jerseys. I, I want to yeah. be the only person with a Patrick Mahomes mouthpiece. How do you frame that? You put it in a little glass box. Yeah, you can, there's, you can frame it. In so that's the thing. I don't want anything common. I don't want jerseys. Yeah, I, would, I, don't I want actually helmets. want freak show stuff. I don't want helmets, balls, anything like that. I just want weird. I want jock straps. I want mouthpieces. <laughs> You want the shoe Marcus so, Peter used to kick the football into the stands that random time. You want weird stuff. Yep. I actually kind of agree with that sentiment. Someone says Damian Williams, Super Bowl Air Force One cleats, Jordano's last pitch. Someone says Al Davis's ashes so they could flush <laughs> them down the toilet. Oh, wow. Do we know that Al Davis what was cremated? We do not. We do not know, Nick. I'm not sure we can't confirm oh my that one. God. Someone said George Brett's pine tar bat. Yeah, I mean, obviously. How about that exploded yes. shoe that Zion Williamson about, had? That did sell. That was that would be that'd be a pretty cool piece of memorabilia. That shoe that exploded about, on him. It did no. That's like, old. Hey, how just, about the jeans just in the last week, Cody? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me find it. There's how about the jeans that George Brett diarrhea in in Las Vegas? <laughs> those are, that one those time. have been in the trash. <laughs> those are long gone. Yeah, yeah, but if somebody fished him out and uh, found Cody, him, it went for <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, two hundred thousand or twenty thousand dollars. I'm sorry, twenty thousand. That's pretty good. For the, the sneaker that uh, a game-worn pair. I don't know. That's not the busted one. Sorry. Some, there was some auction. No, I want, yeah. I want the, I want I know, the I shoe that exploded. Ravel tweeted about it like a week or so ago. I can't remember. He was talking about how it was up for auction. Of course, Ravel. That's, just, that's his that's thing. That's a Ravel that's thing to tweet thing. about ever. That's his thing. That and stealing your photos. He did steal my and photo. virginity. He did steal my photo. You don't think he's actually a virgin. Someone says, <laughs> Zach Granke's samurai sword. Okay. I mean, it'd be fun enough. Yeah. I was trying to think if there's a yeah. better answer. Nick wants sweaty old used athletic tape. Okay. From what? I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, I didn't say that. I'm bringing a text. I don't remember, Nick. The it's cup used that. for Barry Bond steroid testing. <laughs> or just like a needle. Just the just cup. The a needle. needle. A needle from one of the times he did uh-huh. steroids. That, uh, what was it? It was Roger Clemens' famous one. It was, he was putting all the needles in like a, like a Coke can. It's like, I want that Coke can full of used needles yeah. that, that Roger Clemens injected himself with. Didn't, like, Dennis Rodman keep, like, an old orange peel in his sock during games? Yeah. yeah. That's what you want? Yeah. You only want... Do you own any memorabilia? You certainly have a lot of sports stuff up in your house. Do you have, like, no, I signed don't jerseys? I don't or, anymore. When I moved, I kind of... You kinda, sold the chairs and stuff, remember? I sold the chairs. That was the really... That was the only piece of memorabilia that I had. Um, Multiple people saying the bird there. No, Randy I don't Johnson have any. Killed. I don't have any. There's a lot of like the towel Kelsey threw. Nick, Nick wants the bird that Randy Johnson killed because he's got a thing. <laughs> bird, he's like got a feathers. Thing. Nick's got a thing. Do you have the, the goose? Do you have any feathers? <laughs> yeah, I, have the, the I have the head. The head mounted <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> Just a jar full of loose feathers from the time Randy Johnson but exploded. That you, bird. Have to, you have to glue. What the hell? Did you have to glue the, the eye back in? Yeah, we, we got we got a good taxidermist. Yeah. That's even. I like that it's it's it. It's straight from like the jersey he was wearing when he exploded the bird. Straight into no, I want the feathers. I want the parts of the bird yeah. that were destroyed as a part of this Because I want to know accident. that someone had to work to get this item. And that, by the way, do you realize how much, like, provenance you're going to have to have to, like, prove that those are the, That's right. the bird feathers? You need, like, Randy Johnson's letter to be like, yeah, I felt bad. I tried to bury it, and it didn't work, and I go through all this. Because clearly someone just swept that up. Nobody thought, I better keep these dead bird feathers. Okay, well... Looks like we got our answers. That's your random question of the day. Thank you, Cody, for that. Then there's a couple of real answers, like LeBron James headband from when he broke the scoring record. Oh, just a week or two ago? So, like I said, if anybody 
has a contact on Dontari Poe and can get, you know, their hands on his undergarments, contact me. My DMs are open. That's so weird. Do you think... He's one of the... Your current girlfriend would like that displayed in any future home. You might check. Above your guys' bed, too. That'd be in the man cave. That'd be in the man cave, boys. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that's just for the guy's eyes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Someone said that ball grinky threw away from the fan who has that on. <laughs> <laughs> guy, that, remember last year we had the kid call in? He was upset that Granky didn't get didn't autograph the baseball. Then Granky's wife got involved, that whole thing. That was I forgot we did have the kid call in. There's so many bleak ones on here. Someone's asking for bone fragments. They pull out of Alex Smith's legs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, wow. what the hell, man? Oh, now they're, yeah. It's getting weirder. Mm-hmm. Weirder and weirder. People asking for vacuums. What and I stuff. thought was a very normal question, in which oh. I might get normal answers. Yeah, Nick. I just I... put up the text line. Yeah. This is the best one. Okay. Pete Weber's glasses from the Who Do You Think You Are I Am video. You'd want those framed up? Hell. Dude, that'd be yes, great. Dude. The ball from that? Because like, this is the say, ball he threw from that no, moment. No, no. Do you want I don't want the, he, he wants no. the glasses. I'd say, hey, you know the guy who said, who do you think you are? I am. And everybody in the world would say, of course. I go, those are the glasses he was wearing when he screamed that. That's he was awesome. coked out of his mind. <laughs> screaming it at a 12-year-old. God, that's a really good answer. That's such a per- – that is – that's so weird. That's such a weird answer. But I guess credit to him. You don't want the shirt, huh, or the ball. Just – just the glasses. What about the cup of beer that was thrown on Ron Artest at the Palace at the Malice? That <laughs> or even the Malice at the Palace. So you just want the cup. You yeah. just want the cup from that. Yeah. Evander Holyfield's earlobe. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I put that something like epoxy or something. I feel like you're going to need to suspend that in something. Just Someone get says worse. they want the glove from when Travis Kelsey motioned a certain way towards Carl Cheffers a couple years ago. Hmm. Knowing that that was the glove used yes. for that purpose? Yeah. What if you could get, like, a, just uh, the butt of a victory cigar from one of Michael Jordan's championships? I mean, that's a lot of cigar butts. That's not a one-of-a-kind item. Okay. Right? I mean, the guy smoked a lot of cigars. All right, fine. Stuff. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, we won a lot of championships, Cody. <laughs> he did. Does that mean that every, all his championship memorabilia is worthless now? That's not what I said. I just said that felt like that one wasn't as cool as some of the other ones that got mentioned during this segment. Yeah. That's all. There's other choices. There's some of those items that can end up in the Cody Ingle garage sale. They're just as valuable. Just as valuable. Mm-hmm. The Cody it's true. There's some of you, by the way, it's too late now, but some of you never picked up your items. We still have a bunch of it. So Thank they're going to be for, for sale Thank you again. for the donation. Thank you for the donation uh, for the Cody Ingle garage sale. once year. again be up in the Cody Ingle garage sale. Yes. We're going to figure out a better way for people to pick these things up. We will. We will. I think what we'll do is uh, have Nick hand deliver them to your address. Yeah, we'll just have Nick drop them off. That's, Thoughts? I think that's fair. Nick, does that work for you? You have the biggest car. No. Yeah, yeah Nick so. can just drop them off. No, no, no. You have the biggest car. It's easier for care. you. I don't care. More space. Uh, I don't Fold care. your seats down. You now live in Kansas City, so you're more centrally located. No. So Nick's unwilling. <laughs> Why are you being weird? Why are you saying it? No. Are you well, I just, I've, I've said it so many times now that I, I'm trying to say it in different ways so I don't sound like a broken record like you. Coming up next. Rude. Getting into the 1 o'clock hour. 
The beef between Juju and A.J. Brown continues. And one thing that baseball has a chance to do for the first time. You're listening to Cody and Gold. He's so good. 